You're listening to Alumni Allowed, a new podcast by Graduate Center students for Graduate Center students. In each episode, we talk with a GC graduate about their career and the advice they would give current students. This series is sponsored by the Office of Career Planning and Professional Development at the Graduate Center. PhD candidate in educational psychology at the Graduate Center. I interviewed Kate for this episode and I work in the Office of Career Planning and Professional Development. Uh, So today Kate Field came into our office to talk about her career at the New York City Parks Department. Am I saying that right? That's correct. Okay. (laughs) Why don't you tell us what you do first or what your title is? Sure. My title is the Manager for Science and Research Development at Fresh Kills Park. So why don't you walk us through what a normal day would be like or what the typical activities Uh, are? There's no normal day (laughs) in that job, which which I like. Um, But uh, my job in general consists of almost anything in all science related for the Fresh Kills Park project. Um, The Fresh Kills Park project is uh, the largest landfill to park transformation in the world. So it's the former Fresh Kills Landfill on Staten Island, uh, which is in operation from 1948 till 2001, so 53 years. Uh, And now, since its closure in 2001, it's slowly being transformed into a space that will be accessible to the public. And along the way, in that, there's obviously a lot to look at scientifically as far as what changes. Uh, So I I manage um, outside research projects, um, some of them from CUNY. Uh, There's a few coming from the College of Staten Island. Um, I also from Rutgers or the U.S. Forest Service, uh, et cetera. Um, and I also conduct some of our own internal research projects. And then I work on bringing some of that scientific research to the public in various ways and thinking about ways that we can incorporate that back into our development and park management plans. Wow, that to me that sounds really exciting. That sounds like a cool job. Yeah, so some um, days are in the yeah. office, a lot of days are in the field. Uh, it varies okay. seasonally. Literally in the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're big grassy meadows, so they are actual. So it fields. doesn't look like a uh, landfill anymore. No, not They've at all. Covered it up. Not okay. at all. So is your job um, does it involve a lot of people management then? I've always a little bit of people management. Um, We're a really small team. There's right now there's seven of us who are full-time permanent employees for that project. Uh, We're sort of unique within the New York City Parks Department uh, because we only work for one park, which is really atypical. Um, And that's because it's an interagency project uh, with New York City Parks Department and the Department um, of Sanitation as well as the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation. So because there's all these different sort of particularities that aren't involved in other parks, uh, we kind of have our own small team that's sort of developed, um, you know, the the plans for moving forward to execute this park project. Um, And so there's not a big staff, so it's not... um, it's not like I manage a ton of people. I definitely, you know, manage some researchers from some from CUNY uh, of just trying to say, you know, this is how we're going to do this. Uh, this is how this research can take place. It's interesting to be on the other side from academics now and, and yeah. sort of wrangling academics. Um, not that things necessarily move very fast in government. Um, yeah. They're government and academics are both notoriously kind of like slow moving. Mm. Um, 
but there's a different uh, mentality outside of academics. So it's funny to kind of now interface and have to explain to people in my office. Yeah, like, (laughs) why didn't you hear back from that person? Like, I don't know, they probably, because I didn't email them five times, you know? So so it's a little bit of people, but Mm -hmm. a lot of it is sort of managing data sets and thinking about what other research should take place and then trying to think about ways to recruit some of that research and make uh, the changes that are happening there not only more sort of known by the public, but also more known by the scientific community. Wow, great. And um, so remind us of your program here and what would you study specifically here at the GC? Um, So I was in the biopsychology and behavioral neuroscience program. Uh, I worked in a lab at Hunter College uh, with Dr. Chris Braun, and I studied uh, signaling behavior in weekly electric fishes. Um, So did you always think that you were going to do maybe government-level research? Was that attractive (laughs) to you, or did you want to... Were you looking for a postdoc? What was your job search like when you did graduate? I was not looking for a postdoc. You know, even when I came in uh, to graduate school, I know, you know, the majority of people I would mm-hmm. st- still think when they come into graduate school, they, they're thinking academia. Uh, I didn't really know exactly where I thought I'd go, but I, I didn't necessarily think it was going to be traditional academia. Um, so I, from pretty early on, was thinking more about what I could do that kind of brought a variety of my interests together, both uh, before and during and now currently as well. I have a secondary career in the maritime industry as a, a boat captain. I did see that on your LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I forgot I was going to ask you about that. Okay. So I've worked in New York Harbor since 2007 mm-hmm. and uh, I actually did that part-time through graduate school, uh, which I was really fortunate to have an advisor that sort of put up with that. Is that um, helping pay the bills or it's more of a hobby? Uh, it's helping pay the bills. So oh, it's a wow. professional cool. job. Um, yeah. And it's been, I've been at that company for 11 years now. Classic Harbor Line is the company. <laughs> uh, operate um, up to 100 ton commercial vessels in the harbor. So mm-hmm. that was something I've done for a long time. I mean, I started even, you know, working in the maritime world as a teenager. So it's been kind of a separate passion of mine. And I for a while thought about trying to get into some type of research vessel work and I thought that would be a nice sort of merging of my interests. Um, I did work with fish in graduate school, mm-hmm. although admittedly they were, you know, freshwater South American fish, <laughs> so a little different. Um, and it's actually in some ways it's funny because I do some fish work at Fresh Kills now and I've had to teach myself about mid-Atlantic fishes because I, you know, it's not as familiar with those. Um, so I, I kind of thought something along the lines of combining some sort of academic maybe work in the sense that there might be an education type component, um, certainly a research component, but with some other type of waterfront uh, position. Uh, there aren't a lot of those types of positions, obviously. Yeah. Uh, for example, Middlebury College in Vermont actually has a research vessel that they run on Lake Champlain. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of colleges that have research vessels, but we're talking like Scripps out in California where it's sort of oceanographic research mm-hmm. and not anything that I really studied. And a lot of those positions are, you know, go out to sea for six weeks and mm-hmm. then come back or you're traveling all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew I wanted to have a home base and... The longer I was in New York, um, I grew up on Long Island, 
uh, the more I kind of wanted to stay in the New York City area too. And that really narrowed it down as far as uh, what yeah. kind of jobs. So were how available. did you find it? Seems like you found a really cool one. Yeah, I found a, a atypical job. Um, so the job was actually sent around by Mark Haber, who used to be in the uh, psychology department at Hunter College and uh, then was at the CUNY Research Foundation. And he had some work that he was conducting at Fresh Kills Park uh, using bird boxes and, and examining birds there versus birds at Jamaica Bay and birds at Black Rock Forest in Cornwall, New York. And he sent the posting around. And I sort of surprisingly had already been to Fresh Kills Park on the water. So the boat company I work for had sort of done a scouting project to see if we might run some type of eco kayak tours to there. So I'd actually been there, so it was sort of serendipitous that I had some idea. And because I had been there via boat, the only time I had been there in my head, it kind of like fit as this thing that was a little bit like what I had always thought I might do. Um, And I liked when I saw the posting that uh, it was a clearly working with a very wide variety of different types of research, which is sort of what I had realized I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in like one specific research program. Um, so I applied and I was not done yet uh, with my PhD. Oh, okay. Uh, so that uh, did become then a challenge uh, to finish up. So how did you, what was the um, pattern there like? Did you get your interview for the job and then realized I better get this dissertation finished or how did that um, work? I actually had a year of working in the job before I finished. Oh, okay. So okay. it, and that was a really difficult year. Um, because of the time commitments. Just, yeah. I mean, I was working a full-time job as mm-hmm. well as trying to uh, finish my dissertation. I did manage to delay my start at the job long enough um, to finish any data collection that I had to do. Perfect. So. Okay. Um, I pumped out like the last of my last experiment, I, the data. It um, adds that extra this, motivation at least. Yeah, and I put in really long days in the lab for a while and got all of the data, but then of course, you know, there's still a lot right of up. work to do. Um, yeah. And so it took me another year after that gotcha. before defending. And was this particular job, did it call for the PhD or what were the requirements for it? Uh, this job did not call for a PhD. Um, their requirements were, a little bit broad. Um, they did prefer a graduate degree, um, so but I also did have a master's, so I already qualified for the job. Um, they, I sort of laughed when I read the position because it it's such a broad and it makes sense because it's such a broad position. I work on a lot of different projects, so it almost seemed a little bit they were like they were looking for you know, the director of the Museum of Natural History or something. Um, Just someone who knew like a ton of city connections and just like a really wide base. Mm -hmm. Um, So actually, admittedly, when I applied, I thought, I have no shot at this. Mm -hmm. Um, And a good friend of mine, actually, from the same program also applied for the position um, and also was called for an interview, but he had already accepted a faculty position somewhere else. Um, So I was really surprised, actually, when I got called because I also found out that, you know, things do move slow in the hiring process with government. So how so. long how long is this process taking? Uh, I applied. The deadline for application <laughs> was at the end of May, mm-hmm. and I got called for an interview at the end of July, I think. Oh, wow. That's a long time months. to wait. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of hadn't heard anything, so I thought, well, you know. Sure. Uh, and I kind of, you know, it was such a 
for me, it felt like such a shot in the dark to even apply, and I wasn't done yet, like I said. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I got called for the interview, and my advisor was actually out of town. I think he was actually abroad. And so I got called for the interview, and the interview was like two days later. And how did you prep for that? I had no idea what to do. I mean, I read a lot of things about Fresh Kills Park, okay. you know, I read and I read some research papers that had been published mm -hmm. um, that had come out of Fresh Kills. Uh, so I, I kind of had some idea, but it was such a broad position. I had no idea really how to apply. And I interviewed and I thought, well, that was a good learning experience. <laughs> you know, it was, it was good. I mean, it's good to go on interviews and, you know, mm -hmm. getting to the end of this PhD. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I thought, well, you know, but... I, I don't think I'm going to get it. So had they um, asked about your progress of your degree, and you were they did, and I okay. and I did say that I wasn't done yet. Okay. Um, but that wasn't a big concern for them because, like I said, they didn't need someone it with a PhD. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were happy to get someone with a so PhD. So were they specifically asking you? I'm guessing about your understanding of like research design and. and yeah, not just research design, yeah. but also sort of the understanding of. Um, how to build a program, I guess. Like, like how would you go about sort of making more connections and getting more research to happen at the park and getting the work okay. that's happening there more known in the scientific community. And so then, I mean, that seems like a great skill that I didn't realize we should be building. So how did you kind of build that skill while you were in graduate school? Um, you know, I, part of it was actually through working in the maritime world as well. Oh, so okay. uh, just, just because of that, I, I, the New York City maritime world is sort of inherently tied to a lot of um, civic sort of projects and mm -hmm. initiatives and, mm -hmm. you know, waterfront redevelopment. And so I, I kind of knew some of that world as well. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky to have those connections to pull from as well. Okay. Um, but also just working in CUNY because, you know, luckily, you know, CUNY is a pretty broad range of research, right, mm -hmm. that, that takes place within uh, uh, the system here. Uh, I actually, at that point, realized I did know a pretty wide variety of researchers, right? Okay. Um, and especially even in, if you think of psychology, it has so many different programs, um, and you kind of end up interfacing with people from all those different programs. Um, so I just saw it as a position that was really about making the connections and... I, you know, this thought I could maybe do that. <laughs> how did you describe that, though, in the interview? Like, if they um, want I you gave, to know, how are yeah. you going to build the program? I gave an example of, I mean, so one of the things that was to my advantage and, and would have been to anyone's advantage who was interviewing for the position is that um, I'm sort of the only this type of scientist in my the work I do. Okay. Um, so they actually brought someone else into my interview uh, committee that was not from the team I work with, but was still from Parks, but worked more in the uh, natural resources ecology type division. So have you know someone who knew something yeah. about this yeah, type of okay. work, um, but you know it meant that coming in as someone who had been in graduate school and had kind of been in the academy for a while, uh, you sort of know how that world works um, at that point. So, for instance, uh, I gave them an example in my interview of that, you know, attending sort of regional conferences would be really important oh, okay. uh, because that's where you're going to meet the people that are doing the work 
here, you know, not yeah. just not necessarily going to the Society for Neuroscience, right. you know, an international conference. Um, not to mention the work I do now is much more ecology based. Because you have to find the local scientists and kind of bring them to the park. Yeah. Okay. There also the were projects that were already happening, so uh -huh. I had those researchers to pull from um, and get their impressions on what else should happen. Okay. Uh, and I actually did, I did a master's at Hunter separate from the PhD program. Okay. Uh, I did the animal behavior and conservation masters that happens at Hunter. So I also had some sort of connections and experience in the conservation and ecology world in yeah. New York City. Cool. Specifically, just because there's a, if you're applying to federal jobs, you go to USA Jobs. Mm -hmm. What do you do if you're applying to New York City jobs or is there no really hard line? Uh, there's there's NYC jobs. Okay, um, NYC jobs. That's good yeah, to know about. Yeah, and you can. Uh, there's a different series of jobs that are I think are visible to you depending whether or not you're a city employee. Um, okay. There are the okay. way. This is I think the, the same in federal jobs and certainly in state jobs too. Um, there's some positions that are only available for people who are already. They want to hire within. Yeah, and that's how you get into a sort of a title. Um, that you're then eligible for jobs that are within that title. Okay. Um, but there are a lot of jobs that also get open to the public, mm -hmm. depending on if they think it's a job that could be filled within the agency or mm -hmm. within the you know the government. They might try to do it as an internal. But um, jobs such as mine that were so sort of kind of strange in some ways and yeah. not the norm even within the department, um, they figured they might need to hire somebody from outside. And so what would you recommend for, well, first of all, do you recommend New York City jobs for RGC graduates? Yeah, I do yeah. recommend New York City jobs. Um, I will say it's been, I've really liked working in New York City government. Mm -hmm. um, for one, it's kind of a, it's sort of a puzzle, uh, which, and I say that in a positive way of, it's like kind of like a new learning a new system, I guess, and, and learning how to function within that system um, can be really satisfying. Um, and I think it's the same way in, in, as learning how to function in academia can be sort of inherently satisfying as you kind of realize how to be better at that. Um, it's also, I mean, it's, it's really nice after coming from graduate school to now have, you know, a pretty nine to five job. Okay, so with, it is generally nine to five. Yeah, I mean, consistent. I do some odd work. Um, okay. I mean, I was at work at 6 a.m. on Sunday, but, you know, okay. for the most part, it's pretty nine to five. Okay. Unless it's field work that has to happen at a particular time. Okay. Um, but my day-to-day -day is pretty nine to five, Monday Great. through Friday. In you Manhattan? Know, yeah, right? in Lower Manhattan. Um, I go to Staten Island a lot, but our home base is in Lower Manhattan. Okay. And it's, it's kind of a totally different experience from graduate school, mm -hmm. which is sort of like all the time. <laughs> yes, um, you're never off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I really, I really like going home after work yeah. in the afternoon. And I like being at work. Great. I actually do enjoy my job. Great. Um, um, so what would you recommend or what kind of advice would you give to graduates here that might be looking into local government work, uh, maybe not even in parks. You know, we have like so many different departments, health department. Yeah, the know, Department of Environmental Protection. Yeah. Department okay. of Transportation does hire yes. people, especially in psychology too, yeah. surprisingly. Um, uh, the U.S. Forest Service actually hires a lot of psychologists, including social psychologists, okay. um, who so what I should, work with. And what <laughs> should they be doing now in graduate school? Um, what kind of things should they be looking yeah, at? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's important to start 
thinking about how your work, uh, even if you don't immediately think it as the, you know, everyone has the answer of like, what is your work for? And why is this important? Mm -hmm. Right. And we all come up with these good sort of like very science minded, why this is important to the research Mm -hmm. answers, which are true. um, But there's other reasons that the work you do is important. And there's other skills that you're gaining by doing that work. And I think a big part of it isn't so much what additional skills you can gain as a graduate student, but but more recognizing how the skills that you're getting as a graduate student can be transferred uh, into other types of work. Um, you're probably really good at managing projects if you're, you know, been conducting a dissertation project, uh, for example, and that's a huge part of working in government is being able to manage projects and okay. work on a timeline and okay. you look at your minimal resources, which we're all used to as well in graduate school. Right. Um, and then it's also just kind of, um, starting to get a little bit more familiar with the type of work that's out there that's happening in city government. I think a lot of people don't at first at all think about the fact that there's probably a lot of science jobs in New York City yeah. government. Yeah. Um, you're like, well, no, there's, right, isn't it just there's, you know, the people who work for sanitation, and then there's the people who work for the MTA, and there's, oh, isn't that kind of state government? I don't know. That's <laughs> the whole fight right now. Oh, right. Um, but... You know, we don't think about the fact that there's also social psychologists who work for the Department of Health. (laughs) There's people who work in parks, who work in conservation, Mm -hmm. or who work in um, education. There's also a lot of people who uh, develop curriculum, for example, within the city. Uh, So I think it's just starting to look out there at what exists in the city and 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 being aware of those types of positions. Um, Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I think there's a lot of positions that that we're just not even aware that exists, like yours. And it makes total sense that someone would need to coordinate all of the research going on at this new park. But, and and of course, a a graduate student coming out of here would have those research skills and how to interpret and um, plan the research for that. But um, you just, I hadn't even thought about it until I saw your job title. I said, like, yeah, that, I guess that does make sense. Yeah, and my job, you know, there's only one of my job, yeah. but, but there's other ones like it sure. um, that come up. Sure. Is there anything you wish you would have done more of while you were at the Graduate Center Ooh. to help your career prospects? I think I probably would have taken more advantage of some of the sort of career services type things that are offered by the mm-hmm. Graduate Center, and I say that in total sincerity. Um, you know, I think you get a little stuck in your kind of research bubble and you're you're it's hard to like see what comes after and it's Mm -hmm. hard to like think that it could be there Mm -hmm. uh but you know i know that there's professional development that happens here and that's probably something i I wish i would have done i think it would have made it easier actually to transition into the sort of you know regular non-academia workforce and how was your transition it wasn't bad. Okay. I mean, it you know waking up at a normal time and yeah, I, you know I, I I had a hard time at first because uh-huh. I was still going to bed really late, yeah. but then having to get up early, you yeah. know, and yeah. sort of realized like oh I need to this is so obvious that I, I need to start to going to bed earlier. A graduate student has to make yeah sure. But I mean, I do a lot of professional development now through the city, which okay. is really nice, and um, it's another nice thing that happens. What do those things look like? What um, I've taken uh, project management courses. Um, sometimes it's like a software course in Adobe, right? Like there's um, ways to make yourself 
better at your job, right? And cool. and potentially better at other jobs that you might be interested in. Yeah. But I know that you know some of that's offered at the graduate center as well. So. Not necessarily the exact yeah. same things, but um, I think it also would have been nice to be more prepared for the sort of interview process and um, how that was all going to yeah. go. Oh, gosh. Um, so you had two days pr- to prepare for your interview? I did. And was it only I, one? Or was it was there a, just one. It was just one interview. And yeah. then they told you you had the job after that? Yeah, how they called. Well, that? when they called me and asked me for recommendations, um, that again i i got called for the interview it was like two days later my advisor was out of town and then i interviewed and i thought well that went well but there's i have no chance Uh and uh you know and then i got called for references which is when i had to have a serious talk with my advisor by the way i just applied for a job i applied for a job i already interviewed (laughs) and i kind of need you to be a reference so i hope you're okay with that right Mm -hmm. um but in our academic, he was really supportive. In our academic... Oh, so that's good to hear. So we, we've heard kind of different stories about departments, different degrees of supporting their uh, yeah. students taking on not academic jobs. And it might just be because they aren't expecting their students to be looking for these jobs. But yeah. hopefully our office is facilitating that conversation. I hope so, more. because I mean, yeah. I mean, most of us do end up in non-academic jobs, it's, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, at this point, yeah, yeah. that's what's happening. Um, and well, and I was a little lucky. I mean, the job I applied for, literally the head of our department had sent it over. Right. Um, so that helped. And my advisor, I, I had kind of always been um, sort of in a conversation with my advisor about not necessarily wanting to be in academia. Right. Okay. He was sort of always open to so other things. So biotech is open to that. Or my advisor was open to that, right? Good. It's probably okay. advisor by advisor okay. would be my guess. All right. But I don't really know. Um, and so. Did you find academic references were okay for a non-academic job? I was sort of fortunate. I needed three references, mm-hmm. um, and one of them was, of course, my PhD advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, that made sense, obviously. Was, was that also your lab, uh, like supervisor? Is that how that works? Yeah, we Not were a really we were a really small lab. Okay. So um, I, at the time, was the only PhD student in the lab. Gotcha. Um, so. It was, you know, we had a, Very a close lab. relationship there. <laughs> um, and but there were undergrads and, and so on. But um, but I was lucky. I had done a fellowship when I was in at the Graduate Center uh, where I worked in a New York oh, City yeah, high yeah. school. Yeah. So I was able to use uh, the teacher who I worked with there, who obviously was able to speak about my ability to talk about science, right, to a okay. non academic audience okay so she was a great reference and then because I had also worked in the maritime world for years at that point I had a sort of your more stereotypical boss um, who was able to be a reference so I think it was important I don't know that you know that would have like been a make or break thing for getting the job but I definitely felt like it helped you know the people who were hiring me to be able to talk to people it who had also to the strengths like, they needed yeah to see. and who had also just like worked with me mm-hmm. as opposed to been in the lab it. with me and supervised me you know yeah. it's a little different sure and um, so you brought up a, a, a skill that we also um, try to do workshops and really emphasize here as well as uh, 
like talking about science, talking about your research mm -hmm. to non-academic audiences. So this sounds like it's really important at your job as well. Can you speak about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really important at my job now, even just for, you know, speaking to the press. Um, you know, we, because the, the project that I work on in particular is one that people have a lot of misconceptions about or fears about or skepticism because we're because you're covering up a landfill yeah we're you know we're turning a landfill into a park and you know people at first were like well i would never want to go there right but um people go there and then they it, they realize it's it's beautiful not as scary um, as they thought and there's a, there's a lot of engineering that's involved in doing it that's done by the department of sanitation not not by the parks department okay. um but but we have to talk about all that. And being able to talk about things that are are really complex, and I mean, and I'm not a, a landfill engineer uh, by any means, right? But I'm still able to understand the concepts because of my work in graduate school and research and be able to translate those. We do a lot of interviews, um, so people definitely want to know about you know, the research that's happening there, as well as just the, the changes in biodiversity and how the ecosystem has changed there. Gotcha. Um, and I end up speaking about that a lot. And I'm speaking about that, you know, not to an academic journal. I'm speaking about that to the New York Times or um, City Lab, which is part of the Atlantic or, or okay. places like that. Um, so it's, it's a different skill. And, and how do you practice this skill? Um, you know, we, you we give a, that? yeah, we give a lot of tours, so that helps. Um, so you just have a lot of opportunities to explain it to people. Tours to? Uh, we give tours to, um, some of it's school groups, oh, okay. um, which I, I don't do a lot of the school group tours, but, uh, different sort of, it's such a variety, but, uh, we just had, you know, for instance, statisticians from China who work basically kind of like in almost like the budget office actually. Um, so there's different, just different municipal groups mostly um, mm -hmm. from different cities and, and countries. Um, so we're able to talk about the project with them. And sometimes it's a group of landfill engineers, right? And then I'm not the one who talks to them because right. they want to know about landfill <laughs> engineering. Yeah. Uh, okay. But sometimes it's just a group that does want to know about the general uh, changes there. I also talk a lot actually to college classes. So we host um, a lot of college classes uh, studying urban ecology, for example, who come and talk about it to them. So you're still doing a, uh, did, I'm sorry, I don't want to assume, did you do a GTF here? Were you teaching a teaching fellow here? I was, yeah. Okay, so you're still doing a little bit of that almost. I still do a little <laughs> bit of teaching, yeah, so and a little bit of mentoring. Without the grading. Um, yeah, there's, <laughs> we have a couple master's projects on site, which um, I'm not their advisor, but I am sort oh, of like great. a committee member. You're letting so. master students do their research. Yeah. Oh, so we, how nice. So it's nice, too, because I get to kind of stay in academia a little bit, Yeah. Um, but not having a strictly you know, academic job. Oh, that's job. great. Yeah. yeah. I think every once in a while about adjuncting something for a semester just to to stay sure. in it, but yeah. it's hard to have the motivation after Studio work to go to somewhere. definitely has availability. It'll <laughs> always be there. I see it all the time. Yeah? Um, okay. Uh, something else I think is interesting is that um, you have your PhD in your position and you're kind of coordinating other researchers. Do you think it's important that you have your PhD when, like, talking, to re talking about research with other researchers that also have their PhD? Is this something that comes into play? 
Uh, it definitely comes into play. Okay. And I can even say that because I didn't have my PhD right when I started. Oh, okay. So you have it right. to so compare. I had, that, I had that first year. It's, it's some, you know, can be a little bit of a difficult comparison because mm -hmm. I also didn't know what I was doing that first year. You know, or you're <laughs> okay. figuring out what you should do, sure. honestly. Um, but yeah, it definitely helps um, to sort of have that you know, at that point it is just a title, but it's a title that means something. It means that you're coming from a background of research and a common understanding about how research works and, you know, how to think about science. So I actually work with a lot of other PhDs in my job, um, both within the Parks Department, um, but also just with all the other researchers that I work with. Um, so it's definitely just it's like a knowledge that there's a common language and understanding gotcha and do they ever ask you about your own research does that ever it comes up but you know i think you know the my own research is uh in some ways a little far removed from uh, the new york city parks department uh, <laughs> South American so, fish, right? yeah so it comes up but uh, more as a you know point of interest of wow that that's interesting and a lot of them did totally different things sure. before too sure. um, but you know mostly we end up talking about the research at Fresh Kills great okay so so this this credential gives you that like you said a common language to talk to other researchers yeah, exactly and, and so that helps rather than if you were just an admin who is just managing yeah I don't think they projects. would trust me as much or um, in some ways rightfully right there's um, you know, science is so misinterpreted so frequently, so it's, Good. I think, just... So they have confidence in your... Yeah, nice to know that we're on the same page. Great. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Can you think of anything else you'd want to mention about your job that a graduate student here might be really relevant to them? You know, I think the, the big thing is more, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it already, but just recognizing that you you have skills that are much more widely applicable than you think they are. Um, and just because you're not, you know, if you see a posting that is for something that's kind of related to the type of work you did, but not really the type of research you did, mm -hmm. but isn't necessarily a posting that's looking for specifically someone to start a research program in that type mm -hmm. of research, but more to work within that program, is that you're actually probably pretty qualified. Um, and I think we tend to sell ourselves short too much getting out of graduate school thinking that like all we've done is prepare ourselves for this one field and it's just it's so not true and you know for me now working for I've been there for a little over three years um, working in a field that really isn't what I was doing beforehand I'm able to see now that like okay there's other possibilities too in my future for things I could work in that mm -hmm. um, I'd have the, the framework of skills um, from the research I did and from now this job that I've been working in uh, to apply those to something that's totally different. So you would encourage graduate students to go for it, to be? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if it sounds interesting to you, obviously yeah. don't just like give up sure. on everything you like, um, but if it's work that sounds like it could be interesting to you, don't assume that you're not right. qualified. You might be surprised how qualified you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I did, that's definitely some... Um, echoes some of the advice we've already gotten from a lot of graduates that like yeah. you have these transferable skills that you need to start recognizing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's great to And great there's to definitely like a little bit of uh, growing pains in, in starting in, you know, a sort of job. more regular <laughs> job. Uh, but I would say that in the end, 
Uh, obviously, it has its ups and downs, just like graduate school. But mm -hmm. in the end, I think it's a little less stressful. Good. <laughs> like, oh, that's good to hear. Those cortisol helpful. levels definitely feel lower nice. um, post-graduate school. Great to hear. Um, okay, well, if that's it, we can conclude our interview. And I really want to thank you for coming up town a little bit <laughs> to uh, meet with us and uh, to do this interview. And we really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. Thank you to Kate who came into the office today to share her experience with the New York City Parks on Alumni Loud. If you want to hear about your career possibilities after the Graduate Center, you should come to one of our events this semester and follow us on Twitter at CareerPlanGC for details and updates. We hope to see you soon, and thanks for listening.